What is going on, all you face-off fanatics? And welcome back to the Face-Off Zone podcast, a podcast dedicated solely to the face-off position. I'm your host, John Bodner, and I'll be breaking down and covering all the big face-off storylines of this upcoming NCAA lacrosse season. On this episode, we're talking Big East Conference. Some big-time heavy hitters in the Big East this season, so we, we got a lot to talk about today. If you haven't already, please give the Face-Off Zone channel on YouTube a subscribe or a follow on Instagram, so that way you can see all the upcoming Face-Off full game face-off highlights of this upcoming season I plan on showing you. So let's get this thing going again and let's dive deep into the zone. All right, so let's get back into it here. Welcome back. It's crazy to me. We got four days until the first college lacrosse game of the year. You know, the big Mercer-Bellarmine matchup that I, I can't wait for. But, um, I, I, you know, I, I still want to talk about some of these conferences before everybody gets going here. So today we're talking Big East Conference. I don't know. You know, the Big East kind of reminds me a little bit of the CAA last year in a way that there's a little bit of parity. I mean, you have the two, you know, you had Hofstra and and UMass kind of at the top last season, whereas it, with the Big East, you kind of had Georgetown and Denver at the top last year. And then you kind of had, you know, the middle, you know, middle of the pack, you had Villanova, Providence, um, Marquette, uh, similar to the CAA. And then, you know, you kind of had your bottom feeders, which, you know, for the big East last year was, was St. John's. So, um, it, it seems like, you know, the Providence lost a senior, but, also, you know, with like the CAA, kind of everybody in the Big East is also coming back. Um, so they've all had an off season to continue developing, you know, with these new rules and and getting stronger and and uh, just getting just a lot more comfortable um, with these rule changes. So it's going to be another, you know, extremely interesting season uh, in the Big East. So let's start with St. John's. Okay. And listen, St. John's, you know, I got nothing but love for them. But man, I mean, they 29% last season as a team facing off. So uh, you clearly have you have nowhere to go, hopefully, but up this year. I, I, God, I hope they can do a little bit better than 29% this season. You know, they did lose their freshman last season. Um, Jonathan Dugenio, uh, you know, who started for Rutgers this, this past season, uh, he transferred from St. John's. He was a freshman there and put together a nice season. And when he transferred, um, yeah, they kind of, they, they didn't have much at the position. I mean, they had a couple freshmen I see here who they threw in and, you know, had some moments, but you know, they, you know, they're freshmen. So, you know, how can you really rely? You can't, can't rely too much on a freshman to kind of come in and, really, um, you know, light the world on fire. So, uh, you know, St. John's, I remember, you know, the first game of the season, they beat Hofstra 19 to 18. I remember, I still have nightmares breaking down the film of that game. It took me like, I felt like a whole night. Um, They beat them 19, 18. I'm like, whoa, you know, maybe Hofstra, maybe St. John's has got a squad this year. And then they proceeded to lose the next 11 games in a row. So, um, I, you know, I don't know much about, you know, who they have coming back as far as the team goes for St. John's, but 
you know, let's talk about their faceoff guys real quick. You know, one of their freshmen last year was Jack Omiki. Omiki uh, from he's Farmingdale, New York guy. Played in ten games, took 178 faceoffs. He won 64 of them. He was 36 percent on the year. You know, I, I'm looking at a couple of his actual um, games that he played in. I mean, he did split with Georgetown 11-11 uh, back on April 3rd, which is certainly impressive. Um, he led the team with 34 ground balls. I, I mean, you know, I, I don't know. I, 34 seems a little low to me. I mean, to lead the team with 34 ground balls, I don't, you know, I, that's a certainly um, that's a whole nother problem. But but, you know, listen, split with Georgetown 11-11. He's only a freshman. So, again, I um, I think, you know, I would imagine he's been working hard to uh, – got a ton of experience as a freshman, which is huge. So, um, and then, you know, you have a couple of these other kids here. You know, Joe Fitzpatrick, he took 33 face-offs, 9 of 33 for 27%. Uh, you have a Texas guy here, Trevor Bastini, 7 of 29 for 24%. Um, so – you know, you got three guys coming back who have a little bit of experience. I mean, obviously, you know, Jake o- Omiki here has has a lot more, but um, we'll see how hard these guys have been working. You know, right off the right off the bat, they do have a freshman uh, who I do need to mention here, Simon Orzel from Ohio. Um, you know, he certainly has a very strong resume. I mean, he was a two time Ohio Faceoff Player of the Year. All-American in high school, 31 goals, 17 assists his senior year, I think it says, or maybe for his career. Um, you know, brings some uh, much-needed, I'm sure, competition to that, you know, to, to the rest of these older guys uh, at St. John's. Certainly he knows what he's doing. I've seen him down at the Under Armour games. He's he's solid. What scares me a little bit is his um, – just kind of his build. He's five eight. It says on the roster he's five eight, a buck forty. So you know, I, I would imagine he's going to blow guys off the whistle, you know, with his speed. But you know, if he gets tied up with some guys, I'm I'm curious to kind of see like if he has to play Stathakis at, at Denver or some of these bigger guys, um, how he's going to adjust to that. Um, but we'll see. You know, listen, some of these, you know, he, some of these smaller, scrappier guys have certainly found success in, you know, in Division One. Uh, so we'll see what Orzel can do. I, I wouldn't be surprised if he gets some early opportunities this year. Um, like I said, I mean, you know, 29% last season for St. John's. So they, they got to switch things up. They got to they got to get better. So, um you know, I'm looking at their out-of-conference uh, schedule here before they get going, and they're playing Rutgers, you know, so so they'll play their old uh, their old teammate, Jonathan Dugenio, again. I'm sure that'll be fun. They're playing Bucknell. They're playing Hofstra, and they're playing Jacksonville, uh, all, all teams with some really good face-off guys. So certainly a good test. They're going to need it before they get into the Big East. Um, I'm, I'm going to kind of leave it at that for St. John's, you know. Nowhere to go but up, you know, uh, 0-10 in the Big East last year. So maybe they could put together a couple nice games, try to get a couple wins in the Big East this year, and um, try to get back to 50% at least, you know, facing off for for the uh, for the Johnnies. So St. John's, that's my first team here in the Big East breakdown. Let's um, Let's talk about Villanova. Villanova coming up next. 
All right, so let's get into our next Big East team here. Let's talk Villanova. Villanova, very decent season last year. They were seven and five overall. They were six and four in the Big East. Lost to Georgetown in the semis of the Big East tournament last year. Um, man, I mean, I remember watching Villanova. I was a huge Keegan Conn fan, huge, huge Keegan Conn fan guy here, uh, who transferred to Maryland this past summer and I heard he's lighting, you know, he's lighting it up down there. He, I, he may even be starting on attack this upcoming season. So Keegan Khan was a stud. That's a big loss for them. Um, but anyway, you know, as far as facing off goes for Villanova, they have a, they had a sophomore who kind of took the majority of the draws last year. Justin Coppola, uh, garden city, New York guy took 248 faceoffs. He won 130 of them. Uh, you know, I, he, he certainly had some moments. I mean, he's a tough little, you know, um, he's a tough little dude. I mean, he's five, five, a buck 60, had a goal and two assists, put together some really nice games, but again, against like, you know, the two kind of top dogs, Georgetown and Denver, he kind of, you know, he, he did struggle a little bit. I mean, he was back in February, uh, February 21st, he was eight of 18 against Georgetown. And then, and then in May, May 6th, he was one of eight, uh, back in April, he was 11 of 26 against Denver. And then later that month in, in April, he was 10 of 23 against Denver. So, you know, against the two top dogs, he kind of struggled a little bit. He, he, you know, he, he did play Mike Sisselberger during the regular season and, um, fell victim to him, you know, as did many other guys, last season um so you know i I think adjusting to these new rules you know it was tricky for everybody i think coppola um having a whole off season now to really practice and and get more comfortable at it i i I do expect him to definitely look a lot stronger this year um and and i think he will definitely put up way way more of a fight against the uh georgetowns and the and the denvers this year um but again, he, you know, hopefully he's, you know, gotten a little bit stronger. I mean, you know, that one face off of um, Stathakis just kind of lifting him up to the moon and then scooping up the ball and taking it to the house and scoring that, you know, that was a, um, you know, certainly a, a face off. I saw, you know, that, that was, you know, it was nice. I mean, you know, he's got to, you know, hopefully, you know, he's learned how to, um, you know, adjust if he gets countered and stuff like that. So, but he's a tough kid. I mean, he's, he is not afraid to, you know, throw his body around. Um, you know, I, everything I hear about him is, uh, you know, he's certainly a grinder and a, and a tough dude. So, um, I would imagine he's going to take the bulk of the, of the faceoffs this upcoming season. They lost a senior in Dan Fisher, uh, Dan Fisher, great career at, at Villanova. So he's gone. Um, you know, it, Coppola, I, he, you know, he was over 50 against pretty much every other team, Big East team there was, except, you know, except for obviously Denver and Georgetown. But other than that, he was pretty much over 50 against every other Big East team, except uh, one one game here against Providence. He was one under 50. But for the most part, I mean, he was impressive. Um, so I, I would imagine as long as he's healthy, he's going to continue to take a lot of them. Um, but listen, I mean, Villanova is kind of a strange team. They don't they don't hold as many guys on the they don't have as many guys on the roster as a lot of these other as a lot of these other teams. You know, it's uh, 
right now they really only had technically have two faceoff guys on the roster right now, which is, um, you know, a little risky. Uh, it's a long season. They're going to be playing a lot more games than they did last season. So um, let's talk about their other guy they have on the roster right now, Lucas Kopecki. Uh, he was a freshman last season. He's a sophomore now. Uh, Jersey guy, went to Montgomery High School. He only played in five games last season. It didn't take many faceoffs. Um, but everything I hear about Kopecki, I mean, he, super athletic. He was an all-state football player. He led the state of New Jersey in, in faceoff wins, it says, two years in a row back in high school. You know, owns the all-time receiving yards, receptions, all that stuff in a season for I don't, it says here, I don't know if it's for the state or for, it's got to be for his high school, but I, you know, I think I've, I, I remember seeing, you know, I remember seeing him a couple of times. Yeah. Again, certainly looks the part, you know, he's to, a total athlete, um, you know, because he's, you know, he was so into football. I, you know, I just don't think he's really trained, you know, like some of these other guys, you know, some of these guys are just like out there, you know, like, like they're at the drive, like just training, like. To, you know, working on their technique like crazy. And I still feel like uh, Kopecki last season was still a little late to the party as far as like trying to, you know, trying to figure out the, the new standing neutral grip rules. So I don't know. I, I I think he's definitely, I mean, he has to get more opportunities this year. I mean, God forbid Coppola goes down or if he's struggling against somebody, they got to, um, you know, it, you know, those the, the Nova coaches have to, um, you know, throw him in, maybe see if it, you know, if he matches up better against some of these other guys. So, you know, Kapeki, we'll see. I'm, I'm very curious to kind of see how he looks, you know, early in this season. I hope he's been, um, you know, working hard at it and, and can, and, and can contribute for Nova this year. Um, I do know they kind of have like kind of an almost walk on on that team as well. This guy, he was a D three guy, Jack Newsranger from Delaware. He's like, I, I you know, I don't really know what the situation is over there, but you know, he was a four year starter at Newman University. It's D, you know, D three and um, really good athlete. You know, I, I heard he practiced with the team all fall and um, certainly held his own. So he may or may not get, you know, called up to the uh, to the big leagues. He's getting a master's degree over there at Villanova this this year. So they may or may not have a third option at, fa at face off this upcoming uh, spring season. We'll we'll see about that. We'll certainly keep an eye on that. But um, in the meantime, I mean, you know, Coppola and Capecchi. I mean, I'm looking at Villanova's schedule this year, and I it you can make a case. You know, I mean, it's it's. As far as faceoffs go, I mean, faceoff competition goes, it's up there. I mean, they, you know, they got Penn State, Yale, Brown, Fairfield, Hofstra, Penn, Drexel, and Delaware, all before they get into um, all before they get into the Big East kind of uh, gauntlet here. So, man, I mean, we're we're gonna we'll certainly get an idea of where Coppola and Capecchi are um, as far as you know, facing off goes before they get into that Big East, you know, before they get into the Big East schedule. I mean, that's quite a, um, that's quite a, uh, quite a few games uh, that they've got early. So, I, you know, Villanova's right down the road from me. You know, I, I you know, I, I would love to, I'm going to try to go to the, maybe if Georgetown's home this year, I, I don't, or, or Denver, I'd love to, you know, kind of go watch that live, but 
We'll see. We'll see what the uh, Wildcats can do. Again, you know, they lose Keegan Khan. They did pick up I, – I have to mention that they did pick up a heck of a poll in Chris Hervada from Monmouth. Um, I, Chris Hervada is a local guy. He went to the Haverford School. Jake Hervada's younger brother, the, the face-off guy for Delaware. He, uh, Chris Hervada, re, you know, two, two-time captain at Monmouth, co- you know, covered everybody's number one attackman for like the past three years at Monmouth. He was a heck of a long stick midi in high school. I mean, he would just come off the wings like a madman and just, you know, be a vacuum. So I would love to see Hervada, Chris Hervada back on the wings this, you know, this season for Villanova. I don't know what the state of their defense is in, but if they could get him on the wings a couple times, he could certainly contribute. I mean, he could be a big help. So I don't know, just throwing that out there. Chris Hervada, big scoop up for them. But I'll leave it at that. You know, we'll we'll see what Villanova can do. Um, so there's my uh, there's my two cents on Villanova. Let's uh, let's let's talk about Marquette. We're gonna get into Marquette coming up next. All right, so let's get into our next team here. Let's talk about Marquette. Marquette, you know, kind of middle of the pack last season. You know, they were in there. You know, they they struggled against the Denvers and the and the Georgetowns, but did did okay, kind of against everybody else. Thirty eight percent on the season facing off. Um, Marquette was four and eight last season. They were three and seven in the Big East. Um, you know, was, I I. I a couple young face-off guys on the roster last year. You know, all of them are coming back. Um, let, let's start with Thomas Washington. Thomas Washington, he took the most face-offs out of all these guys last year from Marquette. He was a redshirt sophomore last season. So I guess he's a redshirt junior this this upcoming season here. He, he played in all 12 games. He's a uh, Blake School, Minnesota guy. I remember watching him last season. He's tough, tough kid. I mean, he he plays very, um, very physical. Well, you know, all the Marquette faceoff guys seem to play pretty very physical. Um, he took 212 faceoffs last season. He won 85 of them. He was around 40 percent on the season. He had 51 ground balls, scored a goal. Um, you know, he, he's you know five seven, one eighty. You could tell he's got some speed on him. He's certainly crazy athletic. I, I I'm very excited to see what Washington looks like after a whole you know off season. Um, I didn't write down what his numbers were against against uh, the Denver's and the Georgetowns, but you know, forty percent on the season. I would imagine most of his you know you know the majority of his losses did come from those two teams, but. Um, again, I, I think Washington's definitely going to take a step up this year. He's too, you know, he's too athletic not to. So let's talk about another red shirt sophomore, uh, Luke Williams. He was a red shirt last year, took 60 faceoffs, won 25 of them, only eight ground balls. Uh, so he's around 41% on the season, played in eight games. You know, I'm curious to see what he'll look like. I mean, I think both these guys will definitely get some you know, some opportunities. They're playing in more games, like I've been saying. So we'll see what Williams can do. Uh, they have a regular sophomore here, Luke Rios. He's a Colorado kid. He's from Cherry Cherry Creek High School. Didn't really record any faceoffs last season. So 
we'll see how, you know, we'll see if he gets some opportunities. Maybe he's been working really hard. I, I don't know too much about Rios, but certainly has a good resume from high school. But um, we'll see what he can do. You know, we'll see if he gets in. They also have a transfer. Uh, Marquette brought in a transfer. This kid, uh, Cole Emanuel, who they say it, it has him down here as another redshirt sophomore. He played the past two seasons at Colorado Mesa, which is a uh, Division II school. Uh, transferred in from Colorado Mesa, played two uh, two seasons there. He was fourth in the in the Division II faceoff percentage last season. He was seventy one percent. He was seventy four. He took one hundred and four faceoffs for Colorado Mesa last year. Won seventy four of them. Had four goals. I, you know, listen, I. He's played two seasons of uh, college lacrosse already. Uh, he played last season with the new rules. I think it's kind of a big jump to go from Colorado Mesa to Marquette and, and you know, and playing in the Big East. But I, I'm sure this kid, you know, has has worked extremely hard these past two years to, you know, get this opportunity. And I'm sure, you know, I just, I, you know, you have a chip on your shoulder, you know, when when you're when you start off as a D three or a D two guy, and if you get that chance to, you know, kind of upgrade to D one, you know, how, how could this kid not? I, I can't imagine this kid's not working like a madman right now to to prove someone wrong, to prove everybody wrong. Um, so, I, you know, I have no idea what's been going on at Marquette practices these days, but. I'm curious to see if Cole Emanuel is holding his own against some of these uh, some of these other guys, on, uh, some of these other faceoff guys on the roster right now. Um, listen, I mean, they're all you know. I, I think again, I think they're all going to see get some opportunities. They got a pretty good schedule, you know. They they they're starting the season out playing Jacksonville, a couple really good faceoff guys on that team. Utah, Michigan with Rowlett, Drexel, Air Force. They're playing Notre Dame, so. Some big tests before they get into the Big East. So, I don't know. You know, I, I if I'm a betting man, I think, you know, I just, you know, Thomas Washington certainly took, he took over 200 faceoffs last year. So, I, I I would say, I you know, I would think he'll, you know, I'll probably see him out there, you know, in that first game. But, again, who knows? You know, I'm not up, uh, I'm not out there. So, um, I, you know, I, I, the Cole Emanuel thing, you know, the Colorado Mesa guy is interesting. We'll see what he, uh, we'll see what he can do. Um, so that's, yeah. I mean, again, 38% on the season for Marquette. I, I do expect, you know, them to be a little definitely higher. You know, I, I, these guys are certainly tough. They're physical. I mean, they're not afraid of anybody. You know, there was a, I put up a great post last year of, I think it was Washington or maybe Williams. You know, just going right at TD when he first uh, transferred over to to Denver. I mean, just got right up in his face and, and was trying to, um, you know, kind of get in his head a little bit. And I kind of, you know, I, I dig that. You know, like you gotta, you gotta, um, you gotta, you know, gotta try to win the mental game. You know, so um, Marquette is a bunch of tough dudes. So I'm looking forward to watching Marquette this year. We'll see what they can do against the Denvers and the and the and the uh, Georgetowns. You know. I'm sure they're fired up for it. So I'll leave it at that with Marquette. That's all I got on them right now. Stay tuned for, for more on Marquette. But let's move on. Let's get into uh, our next Big East team here, and let's talk about Providence. We're going to talk Providence coming up next. 
All right, so welcome back. We're talking Big East teams here. Let's get into our next Big East team. Let's break down the faceoff guys on Providence. Providence, 49% on the season. They're about 50% facing off. A lot of younger guys on the roster this season, not just facing off, but in general. You know, I think, uh, you know, they were four. Providence was four and nine last year. They were three and seven in the Big East. You know, I mean, two of those losses, uh, two of those wins were against St. St. John's. One was against Marquette. So not a great season for Providence. You know, I, I, um, I kind of thought they were going to be a little bit better last year, but you know, for whatever reason, they you know it just wasn't wasn't their year. But again, a lot of you know, I'm looking at their roster, a lot of younger guys. I I feel like they're you know they're trending upwards. They're getting you know they're they're bringing in some pretty good recruits. They're getting better. Um, but let's talk faceoff guys here. You know, they had they they're losing a senior, R.J. Romeo, yeah, Romeo. Um, who took a ton of faceoffs for them last year? Uh, he he took 290 faceoffs, and the team, the you know, Providence as a team last year took 343. So uh, Romeo took 290 of them. I don't know if that was the best idea. I mean, listen, he was a tough kid. He was he you know he won 146 of his 290. He was about 50 percent on the season. Certainly uh, showed some flashes. I mean, he had some great games. He, uh, I think that last Denver game that he played in, he was, I think he was like winning the majority of them uh, up until like the fourth quarter, and they kind of, they kind of came back, and he, he finished up, you know, maybe a little over fifty percent, but um, had some, you know, had a great career at Providence. I mean, he had a really good career. Um, so now he's gone, and you have a sophomore faceoff guy on the roster, and then you have two freshmen. So, you know, it, it, not a lot of experience right now for Providence facing off. Uh, let's talk about the sophomore. Let's talk about Thomas Fegley. He took 21 faceoffs last year, um, won nine of them. I mean, really, the bulk of those 21 faceoffs was against Villanova at the end of the season. I think RJ, he might have gotten hurt or something. I don't remember why he wasn't playing, but. It was back in April, and he was uh, Fegley goes in and, and wins eight of eight of fourteen. Had four ground balls, put together a nice game. You know, he stepped in kind of cold and and uh, did a nice job against Villanova. But other than that, I mean, he really didn't get as many opportunities. Um, you know, as the, the whole season. So, you know, I. I you know, going into this season now, you know, I, I feel like, you know, he, he, you know, maybe he should have taken a little bit more, but um, we'll see. You know, I, I know, you know, I Fegley's another guy from Pennsylvania. He's um, a good athlete. I mean, he was a heck of a soccer player back in his day. You know, he's a very hard worker. You know, he's, I know, I know he wants to. You know, I, I know he wants to help Providence get back to, you know, the tops of the tops of the Big East. So I think, uh, you know, I, I'm expecting a good year from Fegley's, you know, you know, he's certainly it's going to be it'll be, a you know, a, a he'll certainly he's, he's going to get a ton of experience playing some of these really good older guys. So um, we'll see. You know, I, I, I Fegley, he's a sophomore and then. You have two freshmen just, come, you know, who just came into uh, just came into Providence, and everything I hear about them is they're, you know, they're certainly no slouches either. So, 
let's talk about Richie Houston. Richie, um, Richie Houston, another Pennsylvania guy, went to Kennett High School. He took over a thousand faceoffs in high school. Uh, Fifty-nine goals, twenty-four assists. He certainly wasn't just a, a fogo. You know, he would stay on the field and play some offense, play some defense. I mean, the kid is extremely athletic. I mean, he's got serious wheels as well. I mean, he can, you know, return punts in high school, you know, running back in high school. He's a tough kid. Um, He's just extremely aggressive after the whistle. You know, he's very, you know, he's, he's very, very legit on ground balls. You know, he can, um, you know, certainly escape pressure very fast. So, you know, I, I think Richie, uh, you know, you know, if, if Fegley's, you know, struggling or, you know, Fegley, if, you know, if Fegley's struggling a little bit, you throw Richie in, he could, you know, kind of give you a different style. Um, again, you know, I, I, I don't know what's, what's been going on with the three of these guys up at practice, but I would imagine they're all going to see some opportunities. Um, so you got Richie Houston, another freshman. Let's talk about Quinn McConaughey. Quinn McConaughey, he's a Massachusetts guy. And again, another crazy athlete. I mean, he was, you know, I remember hearing about him last year um, during football season, and I heard he was a pretty good quarterback at, at Thayer Academy. Uh, he was also an All-American in high school in lacrosse. Uh, nine goals, 15 assists last year for his for his high school team. Um I, you know, I, I was, I meant to watch a little bit of film on him before I started recording, but I, I kind of just forgot, but I, I've talked to Nardella, at, you know, up, you know, cause he, 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 Joe Nardella works with a lot of the Massachusetts guys and um, he, you know, he wouldn't, he wouldn't BS me. I mean, he told me, you know, McConaughey is, is definitely legit. You know, he's, he's um, certainly, you know, he, 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 didn't seem surprised at all if you know he did not seem surprised at all if 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 McConaughey gets uh, gets a couple starts this year gets some opportunities we'll see um so that's i mean you know pair of, you know they're so providence is kind of relying on a pair of freshmen and a sophomore this upcoming season against you know the georgetowns the um the denvers you know you got uh, uh you know, the Villanova guy, you know, Coppola's coming back. So, you know, they got their hands full, you know. Um, you know, they got nothing to lose, nothing at all to lose. Um, they're a young they're a young team, Providence. And I think, you know, whatever happens this year, you're just kind of banking. I mean, they're just going to continue to get better and better and better. So, um, I don't, you know, I, I'm, I'm very curious about Providence this year. You know, very curious. I'm uh, – they were, you know, again, they were fifty percent facing off last season. We'll see. I, I, you know, I hope, I hope they can continue to be fifty percent or more this upcoming season. But it's going to be tough. Um, but again, they have a great coach in Matt Francis. You know, he runs that the faceoff unit there. The guy knows what he's talking about. So um, they got a couple really good polls. So we'll see. We'll see if they can uh, make some noise this year. So we'll see. You know. Stay tuned on the Friars. We'll 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 see what these young guys are made of very uh very early in the season. I mean, they're playing they right off the bat, they're playing Bryant. They're playing Jacob Alexander at Bryant. Um the Bryant duo. I don't I don't I don't know if uh 
I think it's just Alexander, you know, starting right now. But then they got St. Joe's with Zach Cole. Then they go play Tommy Burke at Vermont. Then they play Brown. And I'm not, you know, we'll see who roll, they roll out for Brown. And then they got uh, Brian Herber at Hofstra. And then they got Fairfield, you know. Um, so they got some they got some tests, you know, b- before they get into the Big East. So we'll see what they can do. We'll see what the Friars are made of. So that's all. I'm going to stop there on Providence. Uh, coming up here, let's talk about Denver. We're going to talk Denver coming up. So you're not going to want to miss this. All right, so welcome back. We're uh, almost done here with our Big East breakdown. Let's talk about Denver. Uh, Denver, heck of a season last year. I mean, we all know, you know, T.D. Erlen, he transferred in. That was like the, you know, the huge, one of the huge stories in in college lacrosse last year. Um, Denver, 12-5 and five on the season last year. They were 9-1. and one. In the Big East Conference, they lost their only conference game in the in the in the uh, Big East Championship to Georgetown. They lost in a crazy game, fourteen to thirteen. I think it was four. No, you know what? They lost to Lloyd. And that, no, that that was the score of the. So they they lost to to Georgetown in the uh, in the Big East tournament, and then but they still get into the NCAA tournament. And they ended up losing to Loyola in a crazy game, uh, thirteen to fourteen. That Loyola game was was wild. Uh, I was not. I mean, thank God I couldn't bet on that game because I would have lost a lot of money. Um, but Denver, you know, solid season last year. I'm sure they wish they made it a little bit deeper into that um, into the NCAA tournament, but it is what it is. So. Um, they're number 12, you know, they're teetering in that like 10, 11, 12, you know, spot on the preseason polls. You know, they obviously still have some really good players coming back. They obviously have a really good faceoff guy coming back. So let's talk about him. Uh, you know, TD Erlen, he is he has moved on to the pros. And they had a sophomore, Alex Stathakis, last season, who is certainly no slouch. Um, you know, he started out the season as the as the primary guy. Uh, and really, I mean, he started pretty much every game. You know, TD kind of came in after the first couple faceoffs. After you know, Stathakis still took took the first couple, but Alex Stathakis, I mean, he is a monster. Um, he was even with TD on the team, he took 301 faceoffs last year. He won 191 of them. He was 64 percent on the season. Uh, that 64 percent was eighth in. Um, he was top, you know, eighth in the NCAA faceoff percentage. I mean, you know, he he was a lot of fun to watch last year. I'm not going to lie. I mean, he's 5'11", 225. He's just a total um, total tank out there. He He's a Culver grad, you know, comes from a very strong high school program. Stathakis, he played in all 17 games for the, for the Pios last season. I remember watching that first game against Duke. He was our second game of the season against Duke. He was 19 of 25 when Duke was still trying to figure out, you know, who the faceoff guy was going to be. It was kind of, um, it wasn't just Naso facing off that day. It was kind of a little bit of everybody. But I mean, Stathakis took care of business. He was 19 of 25. Then he goes 17 of 37 against UNC all by himself, which was, you know, 
those numbers don't really do it justice. I mean, he certainly held his own. Um, he looked great that day. I mean, he, you know, he went six of eleven against Bailey Savio at that uh, that that heartbreaker at the end of the season. So, I mean, listen, he's ready to go. I mean, he's, you know, I'm sure he's chomping at the bit to get going this season. He was 26 of 48 total against Georgetown last year, about 53, 54%. Um, He was really only, I mean, the only game he was under 50% all season was Georgetown, which was on April 17th. He, He, you know, that was really his only struggle. He was four of 12 that day. And, um... But other than that, I mean, he's he had a you know just a very strong season for you know a very strong sophomore season last year, um, and now you know with a whole off season to keep working, keep training with these new rules, you know he's going to be a major problem for other teams, major problem. Um, you know, big, strong, fast. You know, I, I mentioned I talked about it a little bit during the Villanova breakdown. You know. He'll lift guys up to the moon, you know, with his counters. I mean, that counter against um, against Capola was just legendary. Um, so I, you know, I, I I certainly expect to see more physicality from from Stathakis this season. It is a much longer season this year, so they have to be careful, kind of preserving him. So, um, you know, I, I hopefully he. Uh, you know they they have some other really good faceoff guys on this roster, so I, I you know they, Denver needs him healthy for the Big East and and NCAA's if they want to make a real push into into this thing. So you know they need Stathakis to you know to really be strong this year. So keeping him healthy is is you know at the top of hopefully Bill Tierney's list um this this season. So let's get into it, you know, let's get into some of these other guys. I mean, they have let's talk about Brett Booz. He's a senior. 2 years ago, I mean, he was like yeah, he was the first team all Big East faceoff guy. You know, he won Big East freshman of the year. He um, you know, as a freshman and then Stathakis kind of came in, you know, then they had COVID year and then Stathakis came in and you know, got the, you know, got the start over booze and then, and then, and then TD came in. So then he kind of turned, I felt terrible for booze last year. Cause then he, he kind of went from being the two to down to the three. And then he really had no chance to play. Um, but now he's back. He's back for his senior year. Um, I do expect him to take a lot more faceoffs this year. And he, uh, you know, he only took 48 faceoffs last year. He was 22 of 48 for 11 ground balls. Um, compared to the year before that, you know, like I was talking about his monster freshman season. I mean, he took 366 faceoffs his freshman year and won 217 of them. So listen, he's had some big time experience. He's, you know, he's played in some big games before, you know, he's not just some, you know, some, some untested backup, you know, Brett Booze, you know, if, if uh, Stathakis does struggle or God forbid he goes down, you know, they, they're still in some pretty good hands with Brett Booz. Um, you know, again, the, you know, when that monster freshman season, he was still, you know, guys were still knee down. But, I mean, the guy got to practice with TD and Stathakis. The guys had to, got to practice with TD and Stathakis for all last year. And now he gets to practice with Stathakis during practice every day. So I can't imagine Booz hasn't adjusted, you know, even even better to these rules this upcoming season. So I expect Brett Booz to um, really, you know, 
really help the Pios out, you know, when they need it, when, you know, if Stathakis needs a blow or something like that. So, um, so we got the two of those guys and then they have a freshman, um, they have a freshman, Ethan Chris, you know, he's from, uh, Manhattan, you know, he's a New York, New York city guy, went to Riverdale country school. He it was pretty, you know, well known around the club circuit. You know, he, uh, you know, I tried watching a little bit of highlights on him, but all I could really find was, you know, stuff from May of 2019, you know, when he was still on a knee, you know, he's certainly tall, you know, big, you know, tall, he's six foot, 195, you know, big, strong kid. Um, he just had a ton of forward breaks, you know, in his highlight videos, you know, I, like, all, like a lot of these kids do, but, um, you know, so I couldn't really get a good, a good read on him, but like, you know, there were some, you know, in his highlights, I mean, he was taken, you know, was staying on the field a little bit. He certainly looks like he has a pretty good stick. Um, so, you know, he's out in Denver right now practicing with Booz and uh, Stathakis on a daily basis. So I can't imagine he's not getting a lot better right now. Um, so we'll see. You know, do I think he's going to play a lot this uh, this upcoming season? I, probably not. But you never know. You know, it's a long year. We'll see what happens. I mean, he's certainly um, he's certainly legit. So, um, so let's talk about let, let's talk about Denver's schedule. I mean, they February nineteenth they play Duke again, which is going to be definitely must watch TV. I cannot wait for that one. I believe that's I think that's out in Duke. I don't I don't think Duke's going out to Denver for it. I didn't write that down. But they're playing Duke. They're playing Jacksonville. Then they got UNC on March 5th. That'll be a good one. Then they play Yale, and then they play Ohio State. So um, they got a couple really good out-of-conference games until they get into the the Big East gauntlet. But, um, you know, obviously at the end of the season, you know, I think the big one's going to be, you know, everyone's going to want to see James Riley of Georgetown versus Stathakis kind of going head-to-head. You know, they they played three times last year, and they just had some wars. They've had some huge, you know, you know, just some awesome battles uh, the past couple of years, you know, at when when Denver plays Georgetown. So Riley versus Stathakis is going to be a lot of fun. Um, it's interesting, you know, I talked about it last episode. James Riley at Georgetown, he got the preseason uh, all all Big East uh, face off, you know, face off position, face off guy. And then Stathakis, he got honorable mention. No, he got preseason, yeah, preseason All-American honorable mention um, at the face-off position. So, I don't know. Some people, you know, a couple people may think Stathakis kind of has the edge right now over over Riley. I just feel like, um, you know, it, it, it it's close. You know, I mean, they're both really good face-off guys. So, um, that's going to be – I can't wait for that one. So, I don't – you know – Denver's always in the mix, you know. Like I said, you know, if they keep winning faceoffs, they're—I mean—they're always going to be very dangerous. We'll see how. We'll see if they can get back in the tour- NCAA tournament this year and make some noise. You know, go a little bit deeper, make some noise. Um, but you know, losing TD Erlen is huge. But yeah, listen, they're still in very good hands with Stathakis and Booz and those guys. So, um, not much of a drop off in my opinion at all. So. Um, I'll leave it there with the Pios. Let's uh, let's wrap this thing up soon. Let's talk about Georgetown coming up next. Georgetown.
All right, so moving right along here, let's talk about our next team. Real quick, though, before we get into Georgetown, I actually, you know, still kind of have Denver on my mind a little bit. I mean, you know, they have, you know, those really good face-off guys that I talked about. Obviously, Stathakis is, is going to be a monster this year. But, uh, you know, also losing Danny Logan, uh, their short stick D mid uh, to the PLL this, this past summer, who, you know, actually did really well in the PLL this past year, if anybody watched him. Um, he was a monster on the wings at, at Denver as well. I mean, he played in all 17 games last year, and he had 45 ground balls, um, which, you know, for a short stick D mid, that's very impressive. You know, I, I do remember him flying off the wings and, and, and you know, getting some big ground balls and, you know, when things got a little uh, little physical out there, you know, for Denver. So uh, losing Danny Logan's big, but, you know, again, you know, Denver's still going to be – still going to be a handful at the X this year. So um, just wanted to kind of mention that real quick, but let's, let's move on. Let's get to, let's get to Georgetown. I mean, Georgetown, great. Another great season last year. They were nine and one in the conference, uh, nine and one in the big East. They are looking extremely strong this upcoming season. I mean, they're, they're at number four right now in the preseason polls in the top 20. Um, you know, they got their, their stud goalie McElroy coming back. And they picked up. They just happened to pick up the best, you know, defenseman in all of in all of Division One. You know, uh, UNC's Will Bowen. He's uh, getting, a, I guess, a, a master's degree at Georgetown this year, and using his COVID year to uh, to play for the Hoyas. So, I mean, <laughs> unbelievable. Uh, you know, what a pickup for for Georgetown. Um, I mean, they're going to be must watch TV this year, definitely. So. Georgetown, they were 56% facing off last season. Um, 13 and 3 overall record. They beat Denver in the Big East Championship. Uh, lost to Denver in the regular season. Got to the NCAA tournament. Uh, they just absolutely just mollywopped Syracuse in the uh, first round of the NCAAs. They beat them by 10, 18 to 8. Um, that was a fun game facing off because you had James Riley and, and Jake Fopp at Syracuse. They were both uh, Pennsylvania guys who train a lot together. They were kind of squaring off. So that was a, a lot of fun to watch. But the Hoyas definitely got the better of Syracuse. They they sent them home uh, packing. Um, and then after that win against Q's, they go into the next round against UVA and they, they get crushed 14-3. Uh, to 3. And uh, – it was unfortunate, you know. Hoyas, uh, Georgetown's faceoff guy, James Riley, uh, took a shot after the first face. He wins the first faceoff, runs it down to the sideline. I, I, someone checks him, or you know, he gets hit. I hurt. Long story short, hurts his I think collarbone or ribs or something, and um, he's pretty much out for the rest of the game. So, uh, PD Lasala kind of, you know, for Virginia, kind of ran wild on, on Georgetown's backups, uh, you know, for the rest of the game. And they lose 14-3. to three. So, eh, unfortunate. But, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm sure Georgetown has been, um, you know, they've been thinking about that game and they're ready to, you know, uh, for some payback, I'm sure, this, this upcoming season. So, Let's get right into uh, James Riley. You know, James Riley, he was a senior. The, he's a senior this upcoming season. He's a, you know, like I said, a Pennsylvania kid. Went to Conestoga High School. Um, just extremely balanced. Uh, a very balanced face-off guy. I mean, if you watch any any highlights of James, you know, from, from last year, any of the games or anything, or even his 
uh, full season highlight tape on on my YouTube channel. You know, I mean, he could he's got a pretty filthy rake. Uh, he, you know, he can beat you with speed. He's strong on the clamp. You know, won't hesitate to lift you as well if if you do win a clamp on him. Um, extremely fast reflexes. Very physical as well. I mean, he's a tough kid, good football player back in his day. Um, had He scored four goals to assist for the Hoyas last year. He was top 20 in the faceoff percentage. Uh, I have him down here. He's 17th in the faceoff percentage. Uh, he was first-team All-Big East last year ahead of the, the Denver guys. He got first-team All-Big East. Listen, I mean, he's been a four-year starter there. Owns a number of different face-off records for the Hoyas. Um I mean, the guy's taken 832 career faceoffs at, at, at Georgetown going into this season. So, a ton of experience. Um, let's go back to last year. I mean, he he did split with Syracuse uh, 14-14 in that game. Split with uh, Bailey Savio 12-12 during the season. Um, you know, had one, you know, beat up on Denver one game, and then, you know, Denver kind of got the better of him in another game. Um, really, the only other game other than Denver and the Loyola and Syracuse, I mean, he in one game against Villanova last season, he was he was one under 50. So, I mean, you know, he, he's pretty much over 50, at, you know, in every game he played in last year. He's, um, I know he's trying to, you know, go out, this season for, you know, for, for Georgetown with a bang, you know, I mean, I think everybody on Georgetown, they got big, uh, they got some big plans this year. I mean, they want to make some serious, serious noise. And um, I think they can, you know, talking about short stick D mids, they got this kid, Jack Leary. He was a freshman last year uh, for, for the Hoyas who, you know, played at the Haverford school, which is a, you know, strong high school program around here in the Philly area. But, He's a legit short stick D mid. I mean, he's he's extremely good on the wings, and I expect him to um, have another, you know, have just another, you know, big season helping out uh, Riley on the wings. There, he's very good. Um, you know, I, you know, like I like I said, I mean, in the Denver breakdown, I mean, him and you know, Denver and Georgetown is going to be a lot of fun to watch this year. Um, let's. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'll stop there on James. You know, he's, you know, he's ready to go. I, I, you know, I, looking at their schedule, which I'll talk about soon. I mean, there's no reason why, you know, if he gets, you know, if if he goes to work on Denver and the rest of these, some of these out of conference guys and the rest of the Big East, obviously. I mean, he could, you know, certainly put together an All American season. We'll see. Um, let's talk about Riley's backup last year, Carson Milburn. Carson Milburn was a sophomore last year. He's a junior this year. Played in 10 games. He's from IMG Academy down in Florida. Um, you know, there were some times he came in against uh, some of these Big East games and, and looked great. Um, you know, he got in against P.D. LaSala when, when James went down in the NCAAs and, you know, had some trouble. But, you know, you know, P.D.'s, you know, he's he's one of the best. So, no, um, that's that's never a you know, easy task. But. He was uh, took 60 faceoffs for the Hoyas last year. You know, uh, Milburn was uh, 28 of 60. He was about 46% on the season. 17 ground balls. Like I said, he was 3 of 12 against UVA last year. Um, but he's no slouch. I mean, listen, he was a member of the U19 Canadian national team, which I didn't realize. Um, 
he's you know he, he's he's quick you know I, I like it you know I, I like I said there were a couple games that he got in and I was really impressed so we'll see what he can do this year if he gets some opportunities and then they have a sophomore John Dixon only recorded six faceoffs last year so I don't you know we'll see how if he you know we'll see how hard he's been training if he if he's going to get some opportunities um a couple times this this upcoming season he's another Florida guy uh, but he played for Massachusetts. That's weird. You know, Massachusetts is kind of a, a team up there in Massachusetts. He, uh, I guess he must have, I don't know. I don't know what's, so he's, I, maybe he moved to Vero Beach, Florida after he graduated high school because he was, he was, John Dixon, it says here, he was named to the Boston All-Decade team. You know, he was a, there you go. He was a four-year starter for Noble Green, Green, Greenaw, you know, school up there. So, you know, obviously had a great career in high school up there in Boston. So we'll see what he can do. You know, we'll see if he gets some opportunities. Uh, so they got three guys, and then they have a freshman who's no joke either. I mean, they have another Riley, no no relation. But uh, his name's Matt Riley. Uh, he's a freshman from Westchester, Pennsylvania. He went to school down in Delaware at Silesianum. Uh, I've known Matt for a number of years. He is, uh, extremely good. He was an all American in high school, you know, played for all the, you know, undergrad, all America teams for team Philly. And, um, he was 79% last season in high school had 15 goals, 11 assists. I mean, he's another guy who stayed on the field a lot and, uh, you know, would, would, would dodge you from attack from, from X and stuff like that. I mean, he's, He's a really good athlete. Um, I, you know, I was I was hearing in the fall he was actually, uh, you know, playing a lot of um, short stick D mid for for Georgetown. I mean, because he's that, you know, he, he he's a legit lacrosse player. Um, but he's too talented at facing off. I, I mean, they have to, you know, they. I, I would imagine he's still going to, um, you know, be in the uh, you know be in the mix at facing off. I you know I uh, everything I'm hearing is you know he's he's shown up down there in Washington D.C. and he's holding his own against all these guys. So, um, listen, Matt Riley, uh, you know, again, extremely hard worker, man of very few words, but man, he's uh, you know he he's legit. So um, I'm curious to see if you know where he is on the depth chart and if he gets some opportunities. I think. Um, I'm pretty confident he's a guy that we'll be talking about in these Big East breakdowns for for years to come. But um, we'll see. You know, I mean, he uh, he's you know whether it's short stick D mid or, or facing off. I mean, he the the guy is like I said, he's a good teammate. He's going to do whatever he can to help you know to help to help Georgetown you know get, you know hopefully get to the Final Four this year. So um, it's it's going to be a you know it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a lot of fun watching. Like I said, it's going to be a lot of fun watching the Hoyas this year. Um, kind of looking at their schedule. Uh, I didn't write it down, so I'm just going to kind of just look it up real quick here. Um, they have, I mean, I know I know the big one for me um, out of conference schedule is they're playing Lehigh, and that's going to be a lot of fun because James, James Riley and Mike Sisselberger, they were both in the class of 2018, and you know they grew up kind of facing off against each other, and um, I know that'll be a that'll be a fun one for the both of them. But uh, I have their their uh, schedule pulled up here. I mean they they start right off the bat. They play Johns Hopkins um, February thirteenth. 
And then they go up to Philly. They play Penn. And then they're going out to South Bend. They're playing Notre Dame. I mean, those three games are no joke. Uh, then they got the Mount, Mount St. Mary's, Princeton, Richmond, Utah, and then Lehigh. So they play Lehigh right before. So they March 26th, they play Lehigh. They play Mike Sis. And then April 2nd, they've got Stathakis right off the bat. At They're going out to Denver. So, I mean, you know, Mike Sis and then Stathakis. So, um, you know, a lot of meat there. A lot of, you know, two big dudes, two big, strong guys. So, um, that's a good schedule. I mean, you know, and then they got Loyola kind of in the middle of these big East games, which I kind of like, um, you know, that'll be another great test against Bailey Savio, uh, and Loyola and those, you know, the, that, that strong faceoff unit that Loyola will have this year. So, um, we'll see, we'll see what, uh, we'll see what the Hoyas can, uh, can do this year. I mean, again, they've really reloaded. They, they brought in some amazing players, you know, I I can't imagine we won't see uh, Georgetown in the in the NCAA tournament this year, but I don't want to jinx them, so we'll see. Um, so that, you know, I'll stop there on Georgetown. That was you know, so that's going to do it for our um, for our Biggies breakdown here. Um, man, I just I can't wait for the season. You know, I uh, I saw on Twitter today that the the Lax Vegas guy was back. You know, he put up all of his lines and. Um, I also saw that 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 Chris Jass dude. He uh, he, you know, let us know that you know DraftKings. You know, you can even bet on the uh, the the Bellarmine Mercer game coming up. So it's just going to be such a fun season. So um, if you don't follow that Lax Vegas guy on Twitter, please give him a follow. I mean, he's you know he's usually pretty good with his lines too. So um, again, I'm getting totally off topic here, but. Um, that was my Big East breakdown. Um, I'm definitely going to try to do another conference in the next day or two here. Um, I might even be bringing somebody on to uh, kind of break down a conference or two with me. So, you know, definitely stay tuned for that. And uh, we'll wrap this thing up. So thanks for listening to the uh, Big East breakdown here. All right, so that's going to do it for our sixth episode now of the Face-Off Zone podcast. If you haven't already, like I said, please uh, check out the Face-Off Zone channel on YouTube and give it a subscribe. Uh, You can see all the uh, upcoming full-game Face-Off highlights I plan on showing, as well as, you know, all the games from last season and all the pro games and individual highlights that we made last year. So definitely check it out. If you're a lover of uh, Face-Offs like I am, I mean, it's a, you know, you can't not you can't not love that channel. So definitely go give it a uh, subscribe, please. If you you know if you're on Instagram, please give me a follow at fo underscore zone. You can check out some fun breakdowns and some fun uh, posts we do on there. And uh, as always, you know I'll, I'll be here. I'll be hanging out all season long, talking about some of these epic faceoff matchups that we're gonna have this this college lacrosse season. So. Until next time, my friends, uh, you will see, you know, until next time, I will see all of you guys in the zone.